Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. With Baker Mayfield under center, will the Panthers return to the playoffs? Chad Holmgren couldn't have had a much better debut for the Thunder. And what do the Cleveland Browns do now at quarterback? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Baker Mayfield becomes just the third player to go number one overall in the common draft era and not even make it four years on his team. Joining Jamarcus Russell and Jeff George. He is now headed to the Carolina Panthers, pending a physical for a conditional day three pick. Joining me now from Locked on Panthers, Julian Council. And Julian, this was a move that was much discussed, much rumored. Why are we sitting here in early July talking about this and not in, say, late May? Apparently, it was about money. The Panthers and Browns couldn't get on the same page back on day two of the NFL draft. Is the night where they eventually traded up to get Matt Corral, and the Browns reportedly were willing to take on half of his salary, but Carolina didn't want to take on more than three or $5 million, as was reported by a lot of the local guys on the beat here in Charlotte. So basically, that's what it came down to. And eventually, Baker Mayfield said, all right, I don't want to be here in Cleveland. They don't want me to be here. There was all the narrative about, hey, if Deshaun Watson gets spent for a year, maybe Baker can stay in Cleveland. No, that was never going to happen. Those that those two parties were never going to get remarried. It was over once they decided to trade for Deshaun. So once Baker said, I'll give away some money to go to a situation where I can actually start and try and save my career, and the Panthers came to the money that they were willing to spend, and the Browns came to the money they were willing to spend, then it finally got done today. I can also wonder... Maybe Cleveland knew that they're likely always going to trade Baker to Carolina. Why not wait till now and not allow him to go through OTAs and mandatory minicamp and then come and try to learn the playbook later on in July, opposed to a couple months ago? I still think that the Panthers probably should have just got this done a lot earlier because that would have helped them out. But it really just came down to money. There have been some reporting already from from guys like Peter Schrager saying, hey, wait, not, you know, not so fast. Baker's not going to walk in here and just be the day one starter to what degree do you buy that part of this? I don't buy it at all. They spent the entire offseason trying to get rid of this guy. Like, yeah, Peter said that uh, Sam Darnold's very highly considered in the building, so much so that they try to get Deshaun Watson, who we all know what he's accused of. They tried to do the same thing that the Browns did the Baker Mayfield. After, I mean, he was not even good. At least Baker took the Browns to the playoffs, which is we've forgotten that's a miracle what he was able to do back in 2020. So, no, I don't buy that at all. You didn't trade for Baker Mayfield to let Sam Darnold start week one. The Panthers don't believe in Sam Darnold. I, I just He might be a good teammate, but do they regard him as a player on the field that can help them win games? No. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, there's some nice weapons here. What do you think Baker Mayfield can do in terms of elevating this team from where they were to where they're going this year? Yeah, I mean, the problem last year was the O-line, which was atrocious, and they've gone out there and they've hopefully fi- fixed that with the addition of Iki Aquanu and some of their free agent signings that project to be a much better unit than they were last season. And yeah, they got good weapons. I, I wouldn't count Robbie Anderson as one of those guys right now after last season, and he's someone who didn't even want Baker Mayfield on the roster. <laughs> so uh, DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, those two guys, let's give them praise before we do that with Robbie Anderson. But I think he makes him a wild card contender. And an NFC that's still in Green Bay, they should be up there once again with Aaron Rodgers back. You would think the Rams, we'll see what happens with the Cardinals not having Duke Hopkins for the first six weeks. I, I still think that they have a chance now with Baker Mayfield. They didn't have a chance to Sam hmm. Darnold. 
I thought they'd be a better team because the roster has gotten better in certain key areas. But now Baker Mayfield, someone who, again, took the Cleveland Browns to the divisional round just a year like a year and a half ago, I think they have an opportunity to be a wild card team and compete for that six or seven spot. And it maybe be the second best team in the NFC South right there of New Orleans. who's still trying to figure out their own quarterback situation with Jameis Winston. I have to ask you about the Robbie Anderson, Baker Mayfield thing, because he Please. was not interested in it. Robbie Anderson wasn't um, when, when he was originally asked about it, he was then asked about it again. And and his defense was, I was standing up for my quarterback. Well, now that Baker Mayfield is kind of his quarterback, why should we believe that's not what he's doing now? Peter, that that that's cap. <laughs> that's what it is, man. Like, and the thing was, he was not asked about it. Like, he went out on his own on IG and said nah to Baker Mayfield potentially being traded. Like, was that him providing insider information that he knew that the Panthers were going to do that? Because it's always felt inevitable that the Panthers were going to trade for Baker Mayfield. And he go out there and say, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm trying to stick over my teammate. The same dude that you were cursing out on the sideline last year, telling to tighten up, you're now trying to defend him? I don't believe that at all. And he's going out on Twitter today talking about how, oh, y'all are trying to set this narrative. You set this narrative. You're the one who started this conversation. None of us said that you didn't like Baker Mayfield. You went out there and said no to Baker Mayfield. So don't sit here and try to throw it back in our face because you were slipping out there on, on social media. I just, I can't with this dude. He came out to the fans last year talking about how, oh, their fake fans were booing Sam Darnold. Dude, you've never even done anything here in Carolina. And now you're going to sit here and say like, oh, it's y'all who don't, who are making up the whole story about me and Baker. Okay, Robbie, how would you catch the ball this year and focus on that opposed to, you know, creating your own storylines that apparently are our fault? Julian has you covered on all things Panthers every day. You can find Locked on Panthers everywhere you get podcasts, including the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked on Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Chet Holmgren announced his arrival to the NBA Summer League with authority. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar. It is my personal favorite. One of my favorite foods truly on the planet. That's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. I love these things. Now they're giving it the puff treatment, which means all of the great flavor that you are looking for with chewy, delicious marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate. Plus, they give you that good collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. It's the great taste with the low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber, low-sugar combination that you just can't get anywhere else. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order If you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or you just want a healthy snack, go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Get those coconut brownie chunk puffs while they last because they are going to fly off the shelves. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. First, Josh Lambeau accused the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer of kicking the kicker. Now the Jaguars are filing a motion to dismiss Josh Lambeau's lawsuit on Wednesday. He was suing the franchise, alleging that former coach Urban Meyer subjected him to a pattern of retaliatory harassment and a hostile work environment. 
Lambeau famous or infamously claimed Meyer kicked him while he was stretching during practice in August, an accusation he first made in a December Tampa Bay Times article that was published shortly before Meyer was fired. In the Jaguars motion, they alleged Lambeau did not reply to a follow-up after his agent reported Meyer's kick. The plaintiff's case is predicated solely on the alleged criminal act of Urban Meyer, not any policy, practice, or activity of the club. The motion reads. So apparently, Urban Meyer, not a representative of the organization, even though he was the representative of the organization. Sure jam. The Portland Trailblazers plan to waive guard Eric Bledsoe ahead of July 10th, the day his full contract would be guaranteed, this according to reports. A partial guarantee of $3.9 million of Bledsoe's $19.375 million will remain on the Blazers' books for the upcoming season. Bledsoe became a Blazer back in February as part of a trade, but was held out for the rest of the year. Reasons behind Bledsoe sitting were partly due to the youth movement in Portland and also partly due to pain in his left Achilles tendon. He appeared in 54 games for the LA Clippers before being traded to Portland last year. Chris Sale is ready to rejoin the Boston Red Sox after throwing 72 pitches in what is reported to be his final rehab start. His outing only lasted three and two-thirds innings as he pitched against the Yankees AAA team. He walked five batters, not ideal, including walking in a run before being pulled in the fourth inning. Sale has thrown just 42 and two-thirds innings for the Red Sox since the end of the 2019 season. Elsewhere on the diamond, the New York Mets escaped Cincinnati with a series win over the Reds after looking like they would drop two of three to the NL's last place team. Hey, guess what? The Mets just won another series. This is Ryan Finkelstein, the host of Locked on Mets, and it was a little dicey here on Wednesday night. Looked like the Reds might escape with a series victory against this Mets team, but Starling Marte late gets a big hit over the third base back. Totally fair. Not, not a questionable call at all. Definitely a fair ball. Brandon Nemo comes around to tie it. The game goes into extra innings, and the Mets find a way. Dom Smith with the big hit. He's been great since coming back. Got to give him a lot of credit. Nine for 27 with six doubles since his return from being demoted to AAA. That's the huge RBI that gives the Mets a lead. James McCann, of all people, comes through to give the Mets an insurance run. And then Brandon Nemo puts it away to cap off a five-run inning, hitting a three-run homer. And then Edwin Diaz was just unfair to throw out there in that type of a game in the bottom of that 10th inning. The Mets notch another win, another series win on tomorrow's show. We got a Locked On crossover. Got myself and the hosts of Locked On Reds. We're going to talk about this series, and we're going to talk about Joey Votto. Is there any potential there for a trade at the deadline? Would Joey Votto be a Met? We're going to talk about it on tomorrow's show, so make sure you tune in. Here is another story you need to know. Some thought he might be the first overall pick. Plenty of others thought he was worthy of that first overall selection in the end. Chad Holmgren goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder with the second overall pick, and he has shown out so far at Summer League. Last night, he goes with 11 points and 12 rebounds, he said. He was going to set a new blocks record, just two blocks for Chet uh, in what was a down performance protecting the rim. Joining me now from Locked on Thunder, Ryland Stiles. And and Rylan, um, it has been great for any Oklahoma City Thunder fan to watch 
what is a body type that we don't see very often perform the way that he has over this brief stint that we've had a chance to see him. What have you been able to take away from Chet Holmgren? I think that the biggest thing is that Chet Holmgren is comfortable. And there's always that question coming into the league whenever you're the seven footer and you get labeled a unicorn and you have guard-like skills. You know, how comfortable truly are you fitting that role? Or are you kind of awkward with the basketball? Are you kind of timid when now you're being thrust into a role where you are at times the lead ball handler up the floor? That was not something that we saw a ton of at Gonzaga that ran a more traditional system. But in summer league so far, the Thunder have trusted him with grabbing a rebound and then going and setting up the offense. And so the big takeaway has been comfortability because you can't necessarily take a ton away from these exhibitions, obviously. But the fact that he looks so comfortable and aggressive in an NBA environment is incredibly encouraging and seeking out contact on both ends of the floor is also incredible. And just his jump shot, like, like most big men shoot and even if they can shoot a little bit, their jump shot just looks wonky. His jump shot truly looks like that you would see of a guard. And so just all around then the just comfortability and the confidence in himself that, that he understands this is not a trial by fire thing. I'm going to do this. I'm capable of being the player that the Thunder want me to be. I'm just going to go do it. And so that is uh, kind of a an area where you see him really thrive in these last two games, despite two different stat lines. And you can even look on the same floor and see Pokashevsky, who is also a seven-footer with the Thunder, also wanted to have guard-like abilities. And he looks awkward whenever he's being tasked with those responsibilities. He looks like he's unsure of himself. He looks like he doesn't know truly if he can do the things that Thunder want him to do. And so that's just the polar opposites of those two players. Uh, and you're seeing it right in front of your eyes. And so whenever you say comfortability, that's exactly what you're looking at. The thing that stood out to me was he didn't shoot it great. Three of 11 from the field. He was one of six from three, but led the team in free throw attempts, led the team in rebounding. And the other thing that I thought was really important Josh Giddy has a triple double in this game with and the 10 assists, something that we saw last year. He can really pass the basketball. Giddy and Holmgren right away seem like they understand how to play together. This isn't just about Chet Holmgren, right? This is about building a core of young talent. What have you seen from how Chet has, has played with his teammates? I think that whenever you look at how Chet has integrated into this team, it's seamless because the Thunder have been building these last couple of years as they started this rebuild. They've been building a very versatile team where all five guys on the floor at a given time are all playmakers. They can all grab the ball off the, off the rim and go on the other end and really put pressure on the defense. And you've seen that. You have not seen very many half-court sets from OKC in this summer league because they're just constantly pushing the tempo. And for Josh Giddy specifically, he fits so well with Josh Giddy because not only can he pick and pop, not only can he be a trailer in transition where Josh Giddy can just take the ball up the floor, dribble to the free throw line, then pitch it back to him at the top of the key for a three. But Josh Giddy's big key last year, whenever he could score the basketball, was off of floaters and at the rim. And so off of that floater in the pick and roll comes lob threats, comes nice dump off passes for an easy layup for Chet Holmgren. These two guys just fit together. And that's what you love to see in OKC. It seems like they've drafted not only the highest potential guy, but the highest guy, you know, the guy who has the highest compatibility rating with, with uh, Josh Giddy as well. Rylan will keep you up to date on the Thunder each and every day. You can catch Locked on Thunder everywhere you get podcasts, including Odyssey. Coming up, the Browns traded Baker. Now what? 
Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for your gambling needs. The Panthers' acquisition of Baker Mayfield affected their Super Bowl odds negatively. <laughs> no, seriously. Bet Online had Carolina at 125 to 1 to win it all before the Baker trade. Now, 130 to 1 with Baker. The Browns have seen their star fade as they now sit at 4 to 1 to win the AFC North. Good for the third best odds. Mm, you hate to see it. And Baker Mayfield is. On the list of MVP odds, he's way down on the list, though. Bet Online has him at 75 to 1 to be named the best or at least the most important player in the league. Bet Online, where the game starts. With Baker Mayfield now in Carolina and Deshaun Watson due to receive a disciplinary ruling that could keep him out for as long as the entire season, if not more, it is fair to wonder what the Cleveland Browns do at quarterback this year. Locked on insider and Super Bowl champion Isaiah Stanback has some thoughts on the matter. Baker Mayfield finally finding himself a new home. Feels like he's playing a game of chicken with his uh, former team, the Browns, for a while. He's going to be heading over to Carolina. Can you just talk a little bit about your immediate reaction and the deal, kind of what they got back in return for him? Well, it's obvious that Baker Mayfield was playing absolutely no games when he said that he would never play another down for the Cleveland Browns. He put his feet in the sand. He felt disrespected, and he finally gets his wish. He is on his way over to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a conditional fifth-round pick. And if he plays 70% of the snaps, that that conditional pick goes up to a fourth-round pick. Um, the Cleveland Browns are going to pay for $10.5 million of his salary, which then in turn leaves only $4.85 million that the Carolina Panthers have to pick up because Baker Mayfield took a $3.5 million pay cut off his salary that got rolled into incentives uh, for him to make this deal happen. He really wanted out of Cleveland, and his wish, his wish statement definitely came true. Seeing how he's compromised on his salary there and then just so little return to Cleveland had it really it really just kind of reached a boiling point there that he was never going to go back and play for them. Yeah, I think that he felt very disrespected. I think that he's given a lot to that city, to that organization. Um, obviously, it hasn't went the way that he would have written it up in the storybook. Um, however, he has done, he's, he's a competitor. He's given it his all. There's areas of his game that he needs to continue to work on. There's leadership questions that he needs to continue to address. Um, obviously, with Odell Beckham and some of the other things that went on within the locker room. And now that you found yourself in a dispute between himself and the organization where he felt like they went after Deshaun Watson, threw it in his face, and much told him we don't need you oh by the way i'm sorry yeah we're going to keep you around just in case this deshaun watson thing doesn't go on to go the way that we hope so hope he does um and he pretty much said no you disrespected me i gave you my all i'm moving on on the cleveland side of things i mean they do have that deshaun watson possible suspension looming over their head so now with baker out of the picture what is their quarterback situation right now yeah, they're in a very, a very bad situation right now because even though there doesn't seem to be any legal um, ramifications for for um, Deshaun Watson, I know 20 of those 24 civil suits have been settled. Uh, it appears as if there is going to be some kind of some kind of suspension handed down by Roger Goodell. Most likely, we've seen people be suspended for a lot less than what he's being accused of. So we can expect there to be some kind of suspension handed down. And the the murmurs going around the league right now is that he's going to be suspended for at least one year. So what does that mean? There's no Baker Mayfield to as your backup plan. Deshaun Watson most likely suspended. Now you're sitting back with a young Jacoby Brissett that's most likely going to have to step in and lead this organization. And finally, Sherelle Griner is hopeful that her wife, Brittany, will be returned to her after talking with President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris 
on the phone Wednesday. In Cheryl Griner's statement on Instagram, she wrote, while I remain concerned and outspoken until she is back home, I am hopeful in knowing that the president read my wife's letter and took the time to respond. I know BG will be able to find comfort in knowing she has not been forgotten. Brittany has been detained since February 17th and her trial will resume in Moscow today. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, where is the most likely spot for Kevin Durant to land next season? Could it be in Brooklyn? At least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.